Six, five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. It's 9.30 on Friday the 17th of April 2020. Frankly, it's Friday and you're with Radio Blogging. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30am. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Mm-mm. Good morning, listeners. It's 9.30, an amazing day we have for you. It's really good. Frank Cottrell Boyce, fabulous author, extraordinaire, playwright, screenwriter, and he'll be giving us an exclusive on today's show. Can't wait for that later on in the show. We love to hear from you. I know it's the holidays, but so many of you have still been coming back to us. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Things start proper for so many of us next week when schools, some schools reopen uh, and to take lots of young people into there from key workers. And we will welcome them on Monday, of course. Really good to have your company. But do tell others if you know other folks in your community that aren't with us at 9.30 to 10.30, do let them know, please. We'd love them to come and join us. We really hope you are enjoying the activities. We'd love to hear from you. So please get in contact today on email, radioblogging at gmail.com couldn't be easier we are on twitter at radio blogging you can see there's a bit of a theme developing here as well and if you want to send a text message uh, from free from most mobiles it is 07624 802 272 and we do nothing with your data at all it's quite secure none no information is shared with an external parties 07624 802 272 it's kind of what you'd expect from us as well well this is the favorite part of the show for me and it's time to welcome the fabulous pie corbett start the day with a slice of pie this is radioblogging.net good morning sir how are you i'm in fine fettle thank you russell really good and uh pleased to report that the bed has been made i've had breakfast there was not an overnight raid because as you know i have got the alpen and the nuts and the seeds and everything into a jar and i did tweet about this because he can't gerald the mouse cannot climb up glass and there's a firm lid on it so i I'm, my breakfast is safe i've had my breakfast but beside the and we had excitement last night because i thought right i'm going to get him because really this is ridiculous and he needs to go down the end of the garden so i got myself a sieve and i put a few bits of porridge out and i thought well i'll hang around and when we spot him going into the kitchen we'll follow him and I'll have the sieve and I'll whack the sieve over the top of him. So I've captured him in the sieve and then take him uh, out. But nothing happened. He wasn't sighted at all. And then the problem with giving names to things like Frank the Trousers. Um, <coughs> for those of you who've never joined us before, I have a pair of trousers called Frank. And the problem is that once you've named something, it's very hard to get rid of it it becomes slightly different through the naming. So about two years ago, my wife decided she'd go through the cupboard 
and she's standing there saying she's going to throw Frank. I said, you can't chuck Frank out. And she said, well, you've had him for 36 years. I said, no, but I love Frank. So Frank didn't go. And it's the same with Gerald. I woke in the middle of the night thinking, where is he? Why haven't I sighted him for two days? Is Gerald all right? Is he feeding okay? Is he warm enough? It's a frosty night. And then, as these things sometimes do, Russell, a story began to come to me. And I'll just read you the opening of my little story. It's very short. But I suddenly saw this in my head. And it's a little boy sitting with his mum. And the boy opens the story and he says to his mum in a confidential manner, he says, I can talk mouse. That's nice, dear. Do you want to hear it? Hmm. Mum stared at the fish tank in the waiting room. <coughs> Did you understand what I said? Don't squeak so loudly, dear. You'll upset the other people. David looked round at the other people. No one was looking at him. He lowered his voice. Can't you speak, Mouse, Mum? Apparently not, sniffed his mum. <coughs> replied David, watching for a reaction. That was, I can teach you. Mum, I can teach you. Mrs. Hummingbird turned to her son and in a firm voice said, It's okay, dear. If I ever need to talk to a mouse, I can always ask you. There was a long silence. The dentist's drill whined in the background. But what if I'm at school? He asked. His mother never thought things through properly. David sighed and turned back to his copy of Superman. The drill whined. And that's as far as I've got. It just came to me, this little boy who thinks that he can talk mouse. And it's interesting how stories crop up. And I know later on, um, Frank uh, Cottrell Boyce is going to talk uh, a bit about um, stories and where stories come from. So that will be really interesting for our, our listeners. But be ready. Stories just pop in at any old time into the into the imagination. Be on the lookout for them, folks. Now, uh, that's enough of that. Um, oh, I have phoned the aunt and Crispy and Crunchy are fine. The, the white cat is fine. All is good on that front. So we're ready to rock and roll. I think we need to be getting on with some games. Creative games. Play and try with Ian and Pie. Good morning, head teacher. Good morning, Pi. Lovely to hear from you. Just before we start, I've been holding on to this all week because when you work with such talented authors as such as yourself, I've been inspired this week and I wrote a limerick about Gerald, which I'm just going to quickly share with you as it's, frankly, it's Friday. A mouse named Gerald arrived at the house of Pi where he strived to eat porridge and cheese with the greatest of ease, leaving all in the household deprived. Um, I love good. it. I love that. Um, of course, what's happened since we've been doing this? We mm. started out um, with radioblogging.net. We started out focusing on families and children and children who are in school. But increasingly, we've had lots of teachers uh, and mums and dads also joining in. So it's become a bigger thing than yeah. just uh, young people. And I really loved that. Um, writing is good. Making things is good. I love that. Thanks. Thank you. I was um, inspired earlier in the week. Thank you. Pastor. Yeah. No, keep writing and, um, and keep sharing. Now, sure. Ian, we've got three games. And those of you who've not joined us before, Ian and I play three games. 
And the idea is with your pencil and notebook to hand, folks, you jot down anything you need to jot down. And then we have a space. We have some music. We have some shout outs. And it's a space in which you can have a go at the games. And the first one is a game that's built around. Um, really, it's a game that helps us get into making a story up, seeing if we can find a story. And the first thing you might want to jot these down as we go along, folks. The first thing is who. So we're going to take this in turn. So, Ian, yes. all stories hinge around characters in a yes. way. You're, that's what stories are about. They're about people and, um, and what happens to us. So who are we going to have in our story? We've we got a girl, a boy or have we got an animal. Who have you decided? I've got I've got a boy and it's a young prince named Sebastian. All right. Okay, Sebastian. Now, the next big question, we got our who. We don't know much about him yet, but as we go along, we'll find things out. Now, whereabouts is he? So I have decided that he's in, in the garage. All right, he's in a garage with petrol pumps and things, all right? Now, the next big, so that's who and where. The next big question is when. So what time of day is this all going on? Early afternoon, I think. Okay. Okay, so it's in the afternoon in the garage. Sebastian sounds a bit like Cluedo, doesn't it? Okay, now <clears throat> what's the weather doing? Because if he's in the middle of the storm, that's one atmosphere. If it's a hot, sunny afternoon, that's a different atmosphere. So, what have you decided for weather? Uh, it is a bright, sunny day. Ah, sunny, sunny afternoon. He's in the garage and he's called Sebastian. Now, the next big one is um, what is he doing in the garage? So I think he's 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 been sent down there um, to buy um, to buy a, a frozen pizza. Now, I know that sounds odd, but this is one of those garages where you go in and it's got a little it's got got a store. So you can buy things. So Sebastian is in the garage. It's a sunny afternoon and he's buying a pizza. And the last thing we need to know is how is he feeling? I think think a bit about this because um, he might be fine. That That's for certain. But he might be moody. He might be angry. He might be sad. He might be lonely. Give him some sort of an emotion. OK, I'm going to say that he's feeling sad because his cat has not returned home that day yet yeah and we all know why he met gerald and gerald is actually a jujitsu specialist and has tied him tied him up and slung him around the back of the garage okay so what we've got there folks is we've got who where uh, um when um the weather what's he doing there and how is he feeling and the feeling is quite important if we're going to make a little bit of a story up and you said he was sad because mm. the cat has gone missing and now Having got our ingredients, we can start to make our story up. And let's have a go at doing it sentence by sentence. Do you want to start or shall I, Ian? Um, I don't mind starting. Yeah. So okay, uh, I, um, uh, one day there was a young boy named Sebastian. OK. Um, OK. Um, standing outside the garage, um, Sebastian stared around, wondering to himself where on earth um, let's, what should we call? Let's call the uh, cat Eric. Where on earth Eric had got to? Realising that he'd been sent to do a task, he popped into the garage to look at the selection of frozen pizzas. Pizza was really the last thing that was on his mind. 
he kept wondering where on earth that cat was knowing that when he went home he would have to go and look for him possibly on his own a moment later he was standing outside clutching a pizza staring around up and down the road at which point gerald ran across in front of him dropping the pizza he went to grasp him and keep him safe I knew you'd bring Gerald into it. <laughs> I was trying to be serious. <laughs> okay, so you've got the idea, folks. It's a sort of story ingredient game. Uh, and, there, and then you can start having a go at retelling it word by word, sentence by mm. sentence, or chunk by chunk. Now, Ian, we've played this one before, but I think it's a great game. It's the wrong word story game. Yeah. So this is the one where I tell a story, I do a sentence, and you give me the wrong word, and I have to use it. So here we go. Um, let me have a little think about this one. So I've got to get a character in a certain place. Um, right. I'm going to start by saying Barry stared up at the tree. Uh, banjo. He'd been sitting underneath it, playing his banjo and singing silly songs all afternoon. But now something had caught his eye perched there at the top of the tree. Post-its. Hmm. His first instinct was to reach into his pocket, grab a post-it and write a message fold it up into a mini paper aeroplane and wing it up to the top of the tree. Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> but this was an avocado oh. tree. <laughs> you got me completely. Okay. <laughs> well done. Well game, done. Mate. I love that game. And now we're going to do the old in a dark, dark house. And the idea of this game is that nothing happens, we just build the setting. So we bounce it backwards and forwards. I'll start us off. In a dark, dark house, there's a dark, dark room. I mean, Ian, you go, in the dark, dark house, there's a dark, dark room. And in the dark, dark room, there is. And we sort of try and build a setting so we can see the dark room. We put things into it. So off we go. In a dark, dark house, there's a dark, dark room. In the dark, dark house, in the dark, dark room, there is an old rickety table. In a dark, dark house, in the dark, dark room, there is an old rickety table. And on the table, there is a candle flickering. In a dark, dark house, in a dark, dark room, there is an old rickety table. And on the table, there is a candle flickering. Beside the candle... There is a mysterious wooden box. In a dark, dark house, there's a dark, dark room. And in the dark, dark room, there's a rickety table. And on the rickety table, there is a candle flickering. And beside the candle, there is a mysterious box. And beside the mysterious box, there is a golden key. In a dark, dark house, in a dark, dark room... 
there is an old rickety table and on the table is a candle beside the candle there is a mysterious box next to the mysterious box there is a golden key that glistens in the half sunlight in the dark dark room <laughs> i can't remember it <laughs> to ian my bus pass what are you doing to me i can't remember that number of things oh well oh. done pi that was great <laughs> okay so look listeners you're all younger and sharper than i am i'm the old man of the brigade here you've got better memories what i try to do and i don't know about you but my method was to try and see it in my mind absolutely uh, yes. and that of course is training the imagination and being able to look in, if you're writing a story, you've got to be able to see it in your mind and follow what happens. Okay, folks, so you've got the three games. The first one was the story ingredients. Who, where, when, what's the weather like? What on earth is your character doing? And how do they feel? And then start telling or making a story up. The second one is our favorite wrong word story game. And the third one is in a dark dark house you could hear us doing our spooky voices there russell i think we need some sort of musical interlude for people to play these and maybe some shout outs i have just the music for you it's just coming up to 13 minutes to 10 you are live on radioblogging.net now to follow our robot themed radio show today i found some music this is the theme tune to a brilliant film it's short circuit a children's radio blogging show Hi, this is Frank Cottrell Boyce, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Ah, who's Johnny Elderbarge there from the film Short Circuit? Still available for streaming. Certificate you love it. It's one of the first robot movies I saw. And you can tell from the music, very 80s-esque. But it's a lovely, lovely movie if you get a chance to watch that. But don't start it until after we've finished, everyone. For goodness sake, we need the listeners. We need you with us. Uh, good morning to uh, Mac Carlaker. Thank you so much indeed uh, for your tweet. Lovely to hear from you as well. Uh, Maria Richards, uh, bonjour to you. Excellent, Maria and only catch half of the show today gonna catch the rest of it on catch up on our website because she has an italian lesson how exciting good luck with that and thanks so much joe pierce good morning to you as well thanks so much indeed uh, for your tweet as well sarah russell who's been forced to listen by their eight-year-old son well good morning to you drop a name in there sarah and we'll give him a mention if he's not too shy you're very welcome to that james walker thanks so much indeed as well just reminding folks to tune in to us miss findley Lee. I hope I got that right. Uh, this is a brilliant thank you. I'll be listening to that too. Well, that just checks you out. And thank you so much indeed for your tweet. Nicola Baker, thank you so much indeed. Lovely, lovely to hear from you. These are lovely wishes. Belmont County Primary, sorry. Uh, yes, County Primary School there. Um, and good morning to you. Uh, not to be missed, recommending us. Thank you. Do, do, do. Please uh, recommend us there, Belmont there. Thank you so much indeed. Frank, uh, thank you so much indeed. I know you're listening. I'm really pleased to have you on the show later on today i'm really very grateful and there's a fabulous tweet from gerald the mouse listeners he has just ordered glass climbing clamps so watch out with that jar pie whatever happens he's got an amazon order coming up it's come to the house anyway so someone's gonna have to sign for it so look out for that ian what have you got for us 
Thank you very much indeed, Russell. Yes, indeed. We've got plenty here. Willow Tree Primary School. Shout out to all key worker children in school and those learning from home too. Looking forward to reading and commenting on your creative writing. That's from Mrs. O'Brien Sachin. Yay! Frank is my favourite author and I've read all his books. Can we please have Mana Mana? Well, we'll have to see what the technical <laughs> director behind the, the faders is doing over there. Mrs. McCalmont, please give a special shout out for Nafisa. It will be the first time listening and writing today welcome to the show and welcome to radio blogging we've got from willow tree school as well we've got samuel lewis imogen kai and george are already designing their robots great to hear it looking forward to seeing those jake and robin morning exercise done we have that friday feeling we do too can you tell there's loads of energy here today uh, and are ready for robot radio blogging live from harrogate Sebastian is listening with my bearded dragon, Fafnir. Okay, interesting name, isn't that? Well done to you. Hello to all my friends at Stone with Woodward, especially Sam, Rosie and Lewis. Agatha, hello, love this show. Could you please play the Muppet song? It's such a popular one, isn't it? Shout out to Molly Howard. Sachi, I've just browsed Gerald's Twitter page and saw some orange stuff. What is Gerald actually doing? Well, who knows? Nobody knows. Sachin, shout out to Arian from Dulwich College from me. It'll be his first time listening and writing. Clem and Aurora enjoying doing some creative writing every morning. We've got somebody listening in Crumford. Come on, radioblogging.net. So excited to get started. Please remember to put your name on your um, post so that we can give you the shout out and the recognition that you deserve. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Really excited. Again, an anonymous post. Bethany says, hi, guys. Shout out to Bethany and Toby, plus everyone at Tatsfield School. So excited for Frank Cottrell. Boys, we are too. This is Frankly Friday and we're loving it. Jessica, I'd like to say hello to everybody on the show. Sachin as well. Regular listener. Thank you for joining us. Ruben has come back. Is the theme Frank the Trousers? It's not the theme isn't Frank the Trousers. We've got Frank Cottrell Boyce on the show today, but Frank the Trousers make a regular appearance to the show as well. Chendor can't wait for Frankly It's Friday. Sachi, happy Friday. Who's ready? Because I'm ready to go. Uh, we've also got Rosie. Hello, Pi, Ian, Russell, and Deputy Mitchell. Rosie and Sam here for Frank Friday. Uh, Daphne, hi, I'm excited for Frankly Friday. Can I please have a shout out for my best friend, Isla? Yes, you absolutely can. Francesca says, can I have a shout out for my friends, uh, Georgia and Mira and Megan and Ikram? Thank you so much. It's my 20th day listening to this and it's really awesome. I love it when you make funny jokes. Well, thank you. We, we do try. We're here to entertain uh, and to teach and to help you to learn at the same time. We hope that we're uh, we're helping you to do that and that you're enjoying it. Uh, also, Eve, can I please have a shout out to my mum and anyone who might be listening from Moulton C of E VC Primary School in Suffolk. Absolutely, you can keep those shout outs coming in. Radioblogging at gmail.com, please. Um, and we've got a, a message come through on the email from Maisie Lexi and Ella. Hi to you all. We have thoroughly enjoyed Troll Thursday. I'm glad you did. We did too. We had a great time and have completed some breaking news and added these to yesterday's Padlet. Please, can you check these for us? Don't worry. Deputy Mitchell is on it. As we speak, it was our first visit today and we loved making them. Thanks very much. You are so welcome. Please tell everybody, tell everybody to pop along and join us here at radioblogging.net. With the time at four minutes to ten, I'm going to hand over to my very good friend, Pi, who's going to take on to the next section of the show. Pi, over to you. Oh, um, lots of good shout outs there. Fantastic um, stuff. It's great to see so many people joining in with the show. Now, today is robot, robot day. And 
at the end of each show, if you've not joined us before, we have a special feature where we talk through how the children can actually record something that then becomes part of the show. And yesterday I set the challenge of a robot advert. And I think I'm right in saying, Russell, we've got at least three. We've got Toby, Alice, and then and then we've got a couple. We've got Poppy and Imogen. So we've got three adverts but in, that have been recorded, written and recorded by the children. Um, advertising for a robot i believe and then congratulations to all these three there were so many we couldn't possibly play them all into the show so we've chosen our favorite three so well done for making the grade here's toby he is six years old desperately wanted by a six-year-old wildlife lover to help identify birds and animals on daily lockdown walks a spotterbot ex can you name over 600 birds in the British Isles by their songs? Can you identify every British mammal by looking at them? Do you know what their bones and droppings look like? If you do, then great! You're the robot I want! I can offer you daily countryside walks through woods and fields bursting with wildlife. I will be a very caring owner and I will enjoy sharing my love for wildlife with you contact me now on 018 six years old pie how about that that was fantastic wasn't it i love the idea of the spotter bot you know we wanting a robot that can come up with all the good information about the wildlife and read with such great expression at such a young age that was fantastic toby well done Really good advert. Now, the next one we've got is that Alice. Robot required. Required urgently by Lady Fippleton. Are you an X73000 servant bot? If so, would you care to join Lady Fippleton, a very posh lady with high expectations? Your horrible duties will include toilet cleaning, washing pots and cleaning up the litter trays of her 1,000 felines. Apply now and you will enjoy the following benefits. £1 pocket money, free cat biscuits and a life free of mice. <laughs> I love that. Doesn't sound like a great job, does it? Cleaning up after a, a thousand felines, the litter trays of. Yeah, well done. I love that. It was really witty, wasn't it? A really yeah, funny one. Really. And now we've got, and I think this is exciting, we've got another double act. We have Poppy and Imogen. Love this. Robot mechanic required. Urgent request for a mechanic to fix a remote control robot that has gone haywire. Can you fix robots? Are you a qualified robot mechanic? If so, please come round immediately. We have tried one mechanic, but the robot took him down and is still out of control. It is currently building more robots to help him. So if successful, we will provide an excellent review on Twitter, give you one of the newly made robots, set up a company for you to be in charge of fixing robots. Please apply quickly because we think that someone has messed with the wires. 
Don't you love that? We tried one mechanic and the robot took him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was great. It was really well done. I love the interplay of the two voices. And while that was being read out so beautifully by Poppy and Imogen, well done, you two. It reminded me, yeah, I can say this now because it was about 38 years ago. And if Brian Moses is listening, he will remember this that we, we both worked for a head teacher who we reckon never did any work at all and uh, used to sit in his, in his room reading books and things. Anyway, we tried to sell him one day. We put up a notice trying to sell the head teacher off um, uh, uh, for 50p, but nobody would buy, <laughs> nobody would buy him. <laughs> anyway, that was all a very long time ago, and we were rather naughty young teachers, but we did have some fun, Russell. Now, let's crack on because that's got us going into our robot theme. And those of you, if you've not joined us before, go to the top of the page and you're looking along that long orange menu and in the middle somewhere it says today's show. Make sure you are clicked on that. OK, start scrolling down and you see activity one. Scroll down a little bit further and there we are. We've got uh, three quarters of a robot and it says robot description. And uh, in order to post, I think you can probably all see my first post. So it says, Pi, its eyes swiveled with a falcon's gaze. So what we're going to do is try and describe the robot, what it sounds like, how it moves, what it looks like. If you want, you can bung in some speech, what it says. We're going to try and bring uh, the robot alive, write some sentences that might be useful to us if we are writing a story. And those of you who have never used a Padlet before, what you do is you go to the pink circle in the bottom right-hand corner with the plus mark in it. You click on that. Up comes a box. Now, it says title. So in the title, put your name, Pi. So I'm doing it now. Uh, and that's important so that we know who has written what. And then just put the cursor down where it says write something and click. And now I'm going to do my descriptive sentence as if it was part of a story. So here we go. Um, uh, OK, the robot, um, the robot, the robots. OK, I've got to remember that apostrophe. The robot's um, head swiveled to one side as it stared, as it stared at the, as it stared at the, um, what should we have? As it stared at the cat, exclamation mark. Now, what we found is that when the sentences are going up, when we first did this, uh, right, right at the very, very beginning, what we found was everybody got amazingly excited, banged up their idea. And when you've got it written up, you then just click on uh, the rest of the Padlet and bingo, it says awaiting approval because all of the posts that go up are read by Deputy Mitchell or Ian Rocky. Everything is moderated. Everything is completely safe. So what we found was people were whacking it up, but what they were doing, but in the excitement of it, they were missing out capitals, full stops, missing out words, making really silly spelling mistakes. So what we've trained ourselves to do is to write it up, think carefully as you're writing, choose your words carefully, and then reread it before you post it. So I'm just rereading. The robot's head swiveled to one side as it stared at the, the, oh my goodness, I put two these in there. So I can now edit my post before I uh, get it up. There I go. 
get rid of that second V. And now uh, it's right as it stared at the cap. Um, now it's awaiting approval. Now, if you make a mistake and you've posted it, you can still edit it. All you do is you put the cursor on your um, post and another little gray box appears with three dots. You click on that and it will allow you to edit the post. So I've now got two up there um, and Deputy Mitchell will be looking at that. And by now, I know that lots and lots of the children listening, you will have got your sentences up there. OK, while that is going on and you're writing some robot descriptive sentences that might be part of a story there, we have a few more shout outs and we also have a musical break russell i think i'm right in saying we do indeed and i'm going to dedicate this song to luke who is listening with mum sarah hello and welcome to you luke thanks for listening now we thought we'd get away with uh, without playing <laughs> this for the next few days apparently not back by popular request it's the muppets <laughs> Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. And thank you so much for the two requestees for asking for that music. We love it, but we just don't feel we could play it every day. It's eight minutes past ten. You're listening to the fabulous radio blogging team here live across the planet. Good morning, good evening, good night to wherever you are listening to us. Uh, it's really good to have your company. So uh, shout outs from me. Good morning to Kimberly O'Connor. I'm not sure who enjoys the show the most. Is it me or Finlay? Uh, thank you very much for that. I'm sure it's Finlay, but it could also be you. To Jane Girl, hello. Uh, really enjoy the show thank you so much for those lovely wishes as well we know we've got rachel music from rachel coming up in the show i feel there's an album on its way any moment now and it's all about gerald the mouse good morning to gerald wherever you are um good luck with those glass climbing clamps ian what have you got for us <laughs> thanks so much russell yes uh plenty of shout outs here from me as well sachin shout out to arian from dulwich college for me it'll be his first time listening and writing mr g we absolutely love in a dark dark house what a great game i loved it too it's such a great such a privilege to play those games with pie first thing in the morning uh mrs murrin shout out to all the children and teachers from stone with woodford enjoy robot friday miss little returning listener thank you so much Good morning, as usual, to all at Stone with Woodford, especially Nafisa. I can't wait to read your writing. So excited indeed about Frank Friday. Molly, hello. Can I have a shout out to my best friends, Daisy and Agatha? Thank you. You absolutely can. Teddy and Mrs. G. Frank Cottrell Boyce is our favourite author. Cosmic makes my classes laugh out loud. And Ted's favourite book is The Runaway Robot. Fabulous. Shrisha, I am really excited for Frank Friday. Uh, also... Uh, Laura says, good morning, everyone. Amelia has had a fantastic week and can't wait to continue next week. That's what we love to hear. Thank you for the great work that you are all doing. It really is our pleasure. Jessica, listening in for the fourth time. Uh, Rosie says, Pi, love the games this morning. Uh, George says, good one, Gerald. Uh, really hope you, it all works out for you. Neve, loving the show. Can't wait to get started on the fun writing. Bethany says... Uh, Toby is my brother. I am so proud. George, better watch out 
for pie better watch out for pie gerald his amazon order could come any time now i absolutely think it could we've heard from gerald as well i think i can hear the delivery van on the drive and he is absolutely still here as well so well done to all of you and thank you for getting in touch this morning it's really really good to hear from you you can obviously email us on radioblogging at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with russell you can text him on 07624802272 or you can follow us on twitter at radio blogging pi back to you we've got lots and lots on the uh, on the padlet here and i mean it's really gone absolutely crazy i'm loving this there's somebody <clears throat> on a green padlet pretending to be me it's t- it's titanium shimmered in the sunlight and apparently it's by pi the idea folks is you write your name not my name write your name so we know who wrote that sentence and that's right by one from the bfg i like this this is really inventive inventive it's google hands glibbered in the hotty sun bun just like the bfg's special language that um um roald dahl invented um ralph and evening the robot stared deeply at the horizon the loneliness was beginning to take over Ooh, that's that's i love the way you got the loneliness was beginning to take over there's a lot behind that isn't it though isn't there the robot has been there for a long time and it's beginning to to get to the robot it's humanizing uh, the robot uh, uh, that's a great sentence to have written there are so many here ida its eyes flickered as it clomped down the rocky path its metal legs thumping as it uh, chasing the cat I like that clomped down the rocky path. I can almost hear it moving with that uh, really great word choice. Agnes, who's seven, its sharp silver oily teeth snapped together with a clang as it spoke. I wonder what it's saying, Agnes. Can you get that in? Um, What does it actually say? Lots and lots coming up here. Absolutely fantastic. Max, the robot's the robot's shuttle like feet. The robot's shuttle like feet crash forwards. Have a look at um, uh, uh, at that. I think the punctuation might need attending to Max, but it's a great idea. Mrs. O'Brien, the robot marched menacingly towards the terrified children. Uh, Sachi, nice to have you back with us. You've been with us almost every day. I know its hands were boulders that were that were enveloped with rust. Love that idea of the rust and the and the huge hands. Sachi, nice one. Finley. The sun glistened from his metal body and he plodded along the steamy hot tarmac. Nicely written. I like that steamy hot tarmac and that plodding. It makes him sound as if he's a bit weary. He's plodding along. It's beginning to humanize the robot. Graham, the jerky movements of the robot made terrifying squeaking noises, which echoed eerily across the dunes of distress. Ooh, love that again. Lots and lots of great ideas. I think now, Russell, we could go to activity two. So scroll a bit further down. And by the way, if you want to put a second one and a third one up, keep doing that. And on your own notebook, keep jotting down because you've got a lot of you have got stories that could start. Sorry, sentences that could start stories uh, off. Um, So let's go down to the second one. And again, we've got a glimpse of a bit of a robot there. And uh, the idea here is, what can this robot do? A bit like the advertising, really. If you had a robot, if you could uh, inquire at Amazon and say, I'd like this robot. If you could go downtown to a specialist robot shop, 
what would you be looking for your robot to be able to do? And I've already got one up there. It says, Pi, this robot can serve chocolate ice cream on demand because chocolate ice cream happens to be a favorite of mine. And one of the nice things that I've been seeing on the posts is that people have been clicking on them, clicking the little heart. And I think that's really great because we can all learn from each other's writing. Writers often talk about stealing ideas, constantly looking around and, and, and being on the search for a good idea, a good word, a good phrase. It's our writing material, the world and other people's writing as well. So um, let's invent another one. Same thing, folks, down onto that um, pink blobby thing. Up we come, our little box. It says title. That's where you put your name, not my name. Then it says write something. Okay, so this robot can. This robot can. I've got to invent something that I would really like my robot to do. One of the things I could never do at school was write neatly. Um, I don't know why, but my ha I wasn't taught terribly well, I think. Um, my hand always hurt. I was very small, so... I was always reaching up to the table, if you see what I mean. It was always difficult. My elbows seemed to stick out into everybody else. The whole thing was quite difficult. But I had ideas. I loved writing. I used to write a lot at home. I had notebooks that I filled with stories and I illustrated them. But actually, neat handwriting was something I found really hard. So this robot can um, write neatly for me in lessons so that my teacher is pleased exclamation mark i'm going to have, enjoy it and have two exclamation marks and remember once you've got your idea down you can use that repeating phrase this robot can and uh if you wish but before you post it just reread to double check and and as i've told you i you know i'm ancient I should know better. I've written this can robot can. I put can twice for goodness sake. Okay, so I can edit it. This robot can write neatly for me in lessons so that my teacher is pleased. Woohoo! So I then click on the padlet and up it appears. Uh, so we've got two on there. You've got my ice cream one and the neatly one. Now, those of you not been here before may be thinking, but I can see nothing on the Padlet. So what you have to do is refresh the page. So if you go to the top of the very uh, the page, you will see it says radioblogging.net. And right at the very, very top, this is. And look to the right, you'll see a semicircle with a, an arrow that is grey. Click on that and it literally reloads the page. And as soon as you've reloaded the page, there it goes. It's going absolutely wild. We've already got about 20 on there. We've got James Walker right in the middle. This robot can read people's minds just by staring into their eyes. This robot can move silently around the city, mingling with the human race. This robot can do all of your chores around so you can sit back and relax. Mr. Walker. There is a little spelling mistake. The word and that's twice I found you out. Mr. Walker is a teacher. So it shows that all of us need to reread. So um, you can re-edit that. David, what's happening on the Padlets? Because you can see everything that's going on, can't you? 
I can. Indeed, I can see uh, live Padlets uh, being filled in as people are typing. So I can see what's going on. It's frantic. When you said, Pi, you said uh, if you refresh the page, mm. there were actually 61 at that moment that had been processed just wow. in that time you were modeling your uh, post-it note there so it's, it's going crazy it's great to see loads of ideas that just didn't exist before it's fantastic mm. um, and there is the picture we always make sure we put the picture above the padlet um, so if you want to click on that picture you can look in more detail and if you are struggling to see everybody's uh, post-it notes underneath every padlet we place onto the blog it always says click here to view it full screen so people can go and have a larger view to explore mm. one thing we want to do is make sure people have a look at everyone else's ideas isn't it it's a great it's a great tool it really is pie i love it okay we've got george it says george again this robot can start a french revolution whenever you like hooray thea the robot can fire its gun 100 miles an hour and he practices on mice oh my goodness gerald you are under threat <gasps> so uh, while this is going on, have we got a short musical interlude before we hear from um, Frank? We have indeed, and your mention of <laughs> Gerald was timely, Pi, I have to say. Uh, the fabulous Rachel Law has been in touch, and she recorded this for us yesterday. We're very grateful. It's delightful. It is very highbrow. It's gorgeous, beautiful voice, and it's a classic operatic music piece. See what you think. just joined into us uh, it's not classic fm it's actually radioblogging.net how gorgeous was that rachel thank you so much that is a little field mouse called gerald it's available uh, well it should be available very soon for rachel all's forthcoming album gerald the mouse uh, thank you so much indeed did we not enjoy that gentleman was that not good oh, just oh, was, yeah, i, I love that amazing. as well any shout outs ian what have you got 
Uh, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, Russell, I've got some shout outs here. Shout out to all my friends at Western Road Community Primary School. Sophie and Chloe, hi, we are new listeners. Want to say hi to anyone listening from the Dell Primary in Chepstow, South Wales. I think this is our first mention of the South Wales School. Excuse me. Thank you. Sarah says, shout out to Anira, loving seeing your Padlet post. Welcome to the show, Sophie and Chloe, on your first day listening. Really lovely to have new listeners along for the show today. Uh, we've got Toby and Mummy. Quick, get the parcel before Pi sees you, Gerald. He's busy radio blogging at the moment. You have time. Mr. Holt <laughs> says, thank you to Pi and the team have loved it here at Avening Primary School. Also on the email, Dear Pi, your first game has taken me back 20 years to when I used to do geology fieldwork. At the start of each day, in my yellow waterproof notebook, we love notebooks here. Notebooks are crucial. I'd write the date, the weather, my mood, where I was, with a brief description, my tasks for that place. I've still got all my notebooks and was taken right back to my morning routine all those happy years ago. Thank you. That's Ellen in Tutshill. Ellen, thank you so much. What a lovely story to share with us this morning. That is really, really kind of you. And just to finish before I hand back over to Pi, this is something to celebrate. Um, Bethany, who is nine, left a comment um, saying uh, Frank the Trousers would just put us all in hysterics if a, a, a story was written about Frank the Trousers. I think it would. I think there's a book in there. Guess what? I am through to the second round in the 500 words competition, a contest from Radio 2. You are the first people that I told. Bethany, we are absolutely honoured that you have shared that with us here at Radio Blogging and on the site. That's tremendous pie, isn't it? That is, that's fantastic. Well done. Um, now, we come to the big moment that we've been looking forward to, where um, we are delighted to have uh, Frank Cottrell Boyce with us um, this morning. I didn't know, but actually, Frank has written episodes of Doctor Who, Coronation Street, two of my favourite things uh, in life, as well as follow-ups to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and, of course, great books like Framed, um, millions what else have we got uh, the broccoli boy which i've just been reading and in order to respond uh folks if you've not done this before go under the second padlet and you'll see three orange rectangles click on frank bottrell boyce cottrell boyce response and up comes another padlet and the idea is this uh russell i think i'm right in saying that frank has read um uh, part of his latest book uh, for us um, and then, is, then you interviewed him. And what we like to do on the response padlet is to literally give the author some response. What do we like about it? How did it make us feel? Were there any particular bits in it that really spoke to you? Any memories that it, um, it, it, it jogged? So we, we like to give our poets and our authors a response. Um, and that's what that padlet is for. Uh, and it's a great thing, I think, for the author or the poet to reread and look at all the different things that have come out of uh, the reading that the children have put up there. So, uh, Russell, I, I think I'm right in saying that we're going to start with Frank reading to us from his latest book. Hi, this is Frank Cottrell Boyce and you are listening to radioblogging.net. I'm Frank Cottrell Boyce. I'm a children's writer. I wrote a book called Millions. And my latest book is called Runaway Robot. I'm going to read an extract from that. And Runaway Robot is the story of a boy called Alfie, who uh, one day visits a airport lost property office to look for something. And instead of finding what he's looking for, finds a robot called Eric. 
and claims him and takes him home and tries to look after him. The problem that he has with Eric, which is a problem that we have with all robots, is that when you talk to him, he tends to take things literally, uh, which causes confusion. Uh, the book is set slightly in the future on a big housing estate where all the pizzas are delivered by robots and all the buses are driverless, well, not, not by robot, by little droidy ovens, intelligent ovens come and deliver your pizzas and all the buses are driverless buses. And in this bit, we're just going to encounter a moment when Eric think, takes things a bit too literally because Eric takes things literally, which is why about two minutes later when I said, Eric, let's catch the bus, there was a squeal of brakes. At first I couldn't look. The sound of those brakes blasted my ears and then someone shouted and I opened my eyes and there was the bus in the middle of the road where Eric had caught it by the bumper. He had stopped it with his bare hands and now he was crouching down, head back, trying to lift the bus into the air. Eric, what are you doing? You asked me to catch the bus. It tried to get away, but I caught it. I am your obedient servant. He yanked the bus forward. And the next one to speak was the bus. The words came from deep inside the cab. I am a scheduled driverless bus service in the interests of passenger safety. Please remove the obstruction from the road. That's what the bus wanted to say. But because Eric was shaking the bus up and down and yanking it from side to side, it came out more like, for safety, safety, safety reasons, please, 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 please leave the, 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 the bus. Luckily, there were no passengers on the bus, but people were coming out of the co-op to see what the noise was about. The woman from the meat counter strode over, her cleaver sticking from out from the pocket of her white overalls. It's that robot off the news, she growled. No, no, I said, no, no, it's not, because I was trying to keep Eric a secret. It's, it's not a robot, it's a suit of armour. It's a school project on the Wars of the Roses. Gotta go. How can it be a suit of armour, said the woman. It's only got one leg. So what, I said. Don't you think there were one-legged knights in days of old? They were in wars, you know. They were constantly chopping each other's hands and legs off. I bet nearly every knight in the country had one leg at some point. Isn't that right, Eric? Eric is my friend. He's inside the armour, like a knight. The word knight seemed to trip some kind of switch in Eric's memory. He suddenly stood very tall. His head swivelled round to look at the meat cleaver woman. His eyes flashed, literally. And he said, Varlet. Varlet is an insult used in days of yore by knights of old. And I didn't think it was a good sign that Eric was being rude, even in a medieval-y sort of way. We've got to go, I said. We ride at dawn, said Eric. Exactly, I said. So we're already late. Let's go. I walked off, hoping he would follow me, which he did, as far as the corner of Typhoon Street, where we met a pizza delivery bot coming the other way. Eric stood in front of it. The pizza delivery bot said, Scusi, Pepeciere. Stand aside, Varlet. I have a pizza for number 32 Typhoon Street. Scusi, he's going to go cold. Stand aside. He's going to go cold. Aside. He's going to go cold. It seemed like Eric would be happy to spend the entire day arguing with an oven. I told him to let the pizza bot get on with its job. I stand aside for no man. Yes, but it's not a man, it's an oven on wheels. Nor yet for any unnatural fiend. There really did seem to be a lot of night-related stuff hidden away in Eric's memory. Seriously, Eric, it's an oven. Walk away. If you're a knight, surely you've got a quest to be getting on with. A knight does not flee from his foe. Different people have got different ideas about how to make the world a better place. 
You might want to clean up the ocean or stop global warming. Knights of old wanted to kill dragons or find the Holy Grail. It seemed that Eric had decided to make the world a better place by bashing up a pizza oven. I asked the United, he said the pizza bot. Now get out of the way. He's going to go cold. An insult, withdraw or fight like a gentleman. It's not a gentleman. It's a pizza bot. Withdraw or suffer the consequences. And then Eric reached over into the oven's side pocket and grabbed a garlic baguette. He held it like a sword, stretching one arm behind his back. The oven tried to sidle past him. And gentleman does not brawl. He duels. First, please salute. He raised the baguette to his face in a kind of greeting, then pointed it menacingly at the oven's middle. I was feeling sorry for this oven by now. It tried to sidle past him again. Then Eric whacked it with the garlic bread. And when that garlic bread shattered into a million crumbs, he picked that little pizza bot up and crushed it so hard between his mighty hands that the pizza popped out of the top and frisbeed into my arms. Now look what you've done, I bawled, struggling to balance the pizza. What am I going to do with this? It was the first time I'd ever shouted at Eric. His reaction to being shouted at, he tried to tell his fish joke. What kind of fish does a sea monster eat? No, wait, that joke is incorrect. Robots can't cry, but I think getting a fish joke wrong might be a robot way of saying, I'm sad. Eric's arms hung down at his side. The blue light of his eyes dimmed. I said, come on, you can carry the pizza. Let's go and deliver it. It's the least we can do. I pressed the doorbell of number 32. I think Eric had decided that if he copied everything I did, he would be sure that he was doing the right thing. So when I pressed the doorbell of number 32, he punched the doorbell of number 32. When I pressed the doorbell, it chimed. When he punched the doorbell, it clanged like a fire alarm and every light in the house flashed on and off. Radios and TVs blasted at full volume. Smoke alarms howled. Eric's finger seemed to have short-circuited every electrical appliance in the street. A teenage boy in a big T-shirt, big earphones, big state of panic, pulled the door, opened his eyes big with fear. What's going on, he said. Pizza, I said, as though this explained everything. Then Eric hurled the pizza through the door. It floated along the hallway and landed neatly on the kitchen table. Enjoy, I said. Good shot, Eric. Thank you. Hey, said the boy. I ordered pepperoni. This is tuna. Hello, I'm Michelle Paver, and you're listening to radioblogging.net. I was pulled in. I was, I was thinking, oh, the pizza, no. What are they going to do? Amazing. Frank, I absolutely love that. Pie, what do you think? I thought that was so funny. It had me. I was sitting here. I was hoping, actually, that you'd turn my mic off because I was sitting here just laughing out loud. It was so funny. It rolled along at a great pace. And also, Frank is excellent at doing the voices. Uh, that's that was a big thing in my life because my dad was a um, uh, his dad was Irish uh, and the Irish loved their stories, storytelling. And he used to read to us sometimes at night. And we always look forward to it because he was great at doing the voices. And, and that's what Frank's really good at as well. Doing the voice. What a cracking story. Really, really funny. Absolutely loved that. A laugh out aloud story. Thanks ever so much. Great stuff. And, and then you caught up with an interview, I think I'm right in saying, Russell, didn't you? I did indeed, and I'll pay closer attention to this one, I have to say. <laughs> it's just gone uh, half past ten, everyone. It's 10.33 on the clock, and here's my brilliant interview with a stunning Frank Cottrell boys. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. In your not-too-distant future, I'm pleased to hear there's still a co-op, and the pizza <laughs> delivery bot is Italian. I yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's stunning, Frank. It's stunning. And I, I wonder... What level of experience 
you have that enables this it's jumping off the page beautifully does that come from your screenplay skills your imagination is stunning (laughs) thanks very much i mean it's just like i like to pick up on things that I, i like to look out for little gaps in history so eric is a real robot there was a real robot built in 1922 by a guy called captain roberts to open a science fair of course it wasn't really a robot but it was a big kind of humanoid figure that could stand up and sit down and shake your hand and talk to you. And it was hugely popular. Everyone wanted to see him perform and they wanted their photograph taken with him and he toured the world. And then in about 1938, he just vanished off the face of the earth, having been this kind of rock star robot. And he seems also to vanish from the history books. So when I found out about him, I thought, you know, I wonder what happened to Eric. And then I thought, well, why didn't he spend 30 years hiding in the lost property office of Liverpool Airport. <laughs> so there's real research in there. You've you've gone looking for real stuff as an inspiration uh, here. I like the little like I like those little gaps in history. Like I wrote a book about a dog from space, and I really like the fact that you know the first creature to leave this planet was a little dog called Laika, and you know obviously she never returned to Earth. But I like to sort of think about well, what happened to Laika? The little little gaps in history, or little little gaps in history that we don't kind of know what happened. They're all a bit like diagonally, aren't they? This little Here's a street that you know, but there's something magical just behind it. I love that. I absolutely love that. Let me inside your notebook, if you can. We're asking all of our guests, our authors here, a lot of them make notes of their real experiences, their observations and stuff. How do you do yours? I keep a diary. I mean, not a very detailed diary, but a di- I do keep a diary. And um, But when I'm starting a book, what I like to do is make a scrapbook. Um, which is which is a habit I picked up in year six. I had a really great teacher in year six, and she liked us to do projects that she gave us like the freedom to do whatever we wanted. So your project could be on the human eye, or it could be on Napoleon. It didn't really matter. You just chose, and you had to sort of find out as much as you could, put it in this little book, and put pictures in, and draw pictures, and cut pictures out. And that process of making a little scrapbook about something. I love that process and I so that I made a scrapbook about robots before I started to have any real ideas about what I wanted to do with the robot but making the scrapbook gives you ideas I think if I was looking for one tip to share it's don't wait for an idea to come to you start work and ideas flow when you're working I think people know this if you're you know, if you if you're playing football, you'll have an idea for how to score a goal. If you sit down at a desk and plan a goal, that goal is never going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's while you're playing the game that the great ideas come, and that's true of painting. It's true of noodling around on the guitar or the piano. It's true of a conversation. You can't really map out a conversation before you have one. It's true of cooking, really. Even when you're following a recipe, you know something's going to go a bit different because you're you, or you haven't got quite the right ingredients. So you've got to make a start, I think, and then ideas come. Brilliant. You're doing something very generous and very kind at the moment. You're serialising yourself on a daily basis, The Astounding Broccoli Boy. Tell the listeners about that and where they can go to listen to that, because that's really splendid, Frank. That is very generous of you. (laughs) Okay, so it's a really weird thing. It happened um, when the the lockdown and the quarantine started. I was talking to someone and saying, you know, everyone will want to write about it now. And they said, but you you, you already did? Because about three books ago, I wrote a book called The Astounding Broccoli Boy, which is about a boy who turns green, which is a very personal book to me because I have a blood disorder, which makes my skin color change if, I'm, if I get ill or I get stressed. So um, 
But the Stanley Broccoli Boy is set during a viral pandemic. And London in the book is on lockdown and bits of London are being evacuated. And the, But it's a comedy. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like one. And the heroes of the book are these three children who've turned green. And they think that they can, well, they end up being the hero. They end up actually being the heroes and saving the country. And so I, I had completely forgotten that I'd already written a book about this. So I started to read it on Instagram and it's going down really well. And, and what's good for me is that when you're a writer, you tend not to read your own books at all. You, you tend to get a little bit that you know works when you mm. go to schools and you read it out. So like for Ro Runaway Robot, there's probably 10 pages of that book that I'll read over and over again, but I haven't read the book since it came out. And of course, I'd completely forgotten I'd written The Astounding Broccoli Boy. So it's just as entertaining for me to read it as it is for anybody else. So if you go on my Instagram account, you can see me reading it in installments. You'll know which, uh, which of the Broccoli Boy clips because they've all got this very extraordinary chair that I've got uh, at the beginning. And you'll see that I, I, every now and then I'm cracking up and can't read it. And also every now and then I'll stop and say, oh, I got this idea from somewhere, you know. So it's been very enjoyable. And I recommend that you start watching it. I can't wait as well. You've just uh, piqued my appetite enormously with that. It's like it's like a real life briefing without the muppetry. Honestly, it's just, <laughs> you you couldn't invent where we are right now. Well, apparently you did some years ago. It's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you, and I'm very so very grateful to your uh, your valuable time. What are you working on at the moment? You can tell us about. Well, I'm writing a new book, which I'm always doing, but also my last book, my previous book. Sputnik's Guide to Life on Earth is, as we speak, being turned into a big animated film by DreamWorks. Um, that the people who did things like Boss Baby and films like that. So I, I'm, that's what I'm working on at the moment. That's taking up a lot of time. Animated films are magic, but they're also hard work. So that's that's kind of what I'm working on. So even if we weren't on lockdown, I wouldn't be allowed to go out because there's so much to get done. Well, I'm very grateful that we are and we've been able to chat with you. And thank you so much indeed for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Frank Cottrell Boyce, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, this is Frank Cottrell Boyce and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Wow. Uh, that was absolutely fascinating, Russell. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. The whole thing about notebooks has become very important, hasn't it? As we've gone along, all the authors keep different sorts of notebooks. I love that idea of if you're interested in robots, keep a scrapbook about robots. So do a bit of research and ideas will pop along. Ideas will come along. And actually looking back um, at some of the bits on the padlets, some of those are potential stories. Um, in fact, almost all of them are potential stories. Uh, so... Uh, I like this idea about just crack on, get on with it. Um, just sitting around thinking, uh, saying, I want to write a story. I often meet adults who say, oh, I'd love to write something. And I think, well, you're never going to write anything unless you actually sit down and start writing something. You can always abandon bits, um, but get on with it. So I really enjoyed that. It was fantastic reading. Do go on to his site, everybody, um, and listen to more. And it's great that you can see him every now and then collapsing with laughter because he's enjoying it so much. It's a thing of joy and celebration. And now, Russell, we're getting closer to uh, the end uh, after that. Uh, if, folks, if you look below the second padlet, under the Frank Cottrell Boyce response section, lots of good responses in there. And I know that um, 
Frank will enjoy reading those uh, and no doubt will leave some sort of message. But you'll see something that says Tricky Robot. And I thought over the weekend, this might be a good opportunity for those of you who are into the idea of robots uh, writing some sort of story or part of a story. Uh, I've given the beginning of a story here called Gussie Goes Bonkers. I'll read that to you in a moment. But underneath that, uh, you can write your title. And remember, please, to put your names on these things so we can see who you are. Uh, that's important. School's name, uh, go, there's a box for that. Consent is important. And then there's a submit bottom uh, box at the bottom. And um, you've got the space to create your blog post. I'll read you mine out. Gussie goes bonkers. Saturdays was always a special day for Shara. Not only was there no school, but it was also market day. Shara's father loaded up his old van and they drove down to the market. Everyone was there. Timo's father owned the stall next to theirs and he was already setting out his fruit and veg. Timo grinned at Shara as he piled up a pyramid of shiny red apples, melons, bananas and strawberries. Gussie knew exactly what to do. Shara pressed the remote control and he began to buzz and whir, lights flashing as he warmed himself up. A few seconds later, Gussie trundled round to the back of the van and began unloading the rolls of cloth. Shara's father was famous for his beautiful cloth. Women travelled many miles to buy from him. Not only did he take good care of the cloth, but he was also an honest man and asked for a fair price. Gussie purred from the back of the van, round to the stall and placed the rolls of cloth in neat rows. Silks of every colour of the rainbow glowed in the morning light. It was just as Gussie appeared with a long roll of white cotton that it happened. He stopped, gave off a high-pitched squeak and his red warning light flashed. Shara gasped. The warning light had never flashed before and she knew that it meant Gussie was malfunctioning. Gussie lowered the roll of cloth and charged at Timo's stall like a battering ram. The next thing they knew, potatoes and pomegranates were flying and the ground was covered in cucumbers and carrots. Gussie cackled and crackled as he charged down the market schools, stalls, biffing early customers as he blundered forwards. And what was more, he had a huge green watermelon balanced on his head. So that's the beginning of my story in which Gussie the robot goes a little bit bonkers and that needs to be carried on now. So it's pretty open field. If you want to write a story with a robot in it, you could look back on the Padlets, get some ideas of what it looks like, get some ideas of what the robot can do and maybe have a, a, a malfunction of some sort uh, where things go a little bit wrong. Uh, and create your story then get it posted up there double check it read it through always read aloud to hear whether or not it flows and then you can post it up and we like to get responses now we do folks have a team of teachers um, and various adults who we know and trust who respond to uh, the pieces of writing but it's really good if we can respond as well so if over the weekend everyone listening uh, can click on to listeners posts that's written at the top it says listeners posts click on there and you'll see various posts written by um, uh, children there are thousands of them and if everybody could respond to at least one so that you get a message back from a reader that would be really useful and now we get to the very very last bit folks the bit that um, is going to be used on monday to start off uh, monday's session and it says Underneath the second padlet, the third box says extension task. And if you click on extension task, here we go. It's an it's a invitation 
very, very open this time to create some sort of little radio play. Now, you can muck around with this. You can have it as you wish. So we've given a few ideas. You might want to do an advert for something. An advert for a mouse, an advert for a cat, who knows? Breaking news, robot in the loose, weather forecast. That would be interesting to do weather forecast uh, across the country or around the world or whatever you fancy. I tell you what I think would be very interesting, Russell. I think it would be interesting if everybody had a think about using two or three voices. So you write it rather like a, a play, a conversation um, and get that up on. Practice it, only a minute or so, but practice it, write it first, practice it in twos and threes, and then get it up onto uh, onto the Padlet and perform it. Now, it tells you how to use the Padlet, which is at the bottom of the page, uh, and um, capture your ideas up on there, but do make sure that you practice uh, practice first. It could be something as simple as, there is a robot in the local area that has gone bonkers, and you are three children, let's say, who in the playground are chatting about what has happened and what they heard, you know, spreading a rumour. That might be a nice idea, for instance. But it's, it's an open field for you. And we're going to be interested to see what you end up with. David, is there anything else to say about using the Padlet to catch the voice? Well, it's a, it's proving more and more popular uh, mm. is is this resource, and we love to hear the voices of the children. Um, I think Russell, don't we have a little guidance to play um, around how to actually use the Padlet to create a voice? We do indeed. How to record an audio Padlet? First, click on the pink plus sign to create your blank Post-it note. Then, click on the three dots next to the picture of the camera. Next, click on Voice next to the purple microphone. Then click on the microphone. Next, record your voice reading out your news story in a newsreader style voice. Then click Playback and Save. Give your recording a title like Breaking News by... Finally, click Save. Your voice will then be sent to Mr Mitchell for approval. Good luck! Oh, that's great. That sounds a lot better than me saying it, that's for sure. Um, what I was thinking, Russell, is possibly we could uh, have that and I could place that just above the voice padlet so that when we're not on air, people can listen to that themselves. Would we be able to do that? Your wish is my command. It shall be done. Fantastic. Yes, so there's an opportunity there over the weekend for you to publish your audio. Um, you can either do that using the voice function or the video function. But please, if you do a video cover the, the camera so it's just picking up your voice and not the images that'll be great so pi yes hoping i will have uh, some of these to play back on monday it should be great shouldn't it yeah it'd be great it's a great way to uh, start the show and get everything going so it's open field we've always told you what to do and i've put a few suggestions there uh, for you to be thinking about but it's open field i'd be really interested to see what we all come up with uh, and we'll start uh, monday's show uh, with that with monday i think you're right in saying everybody is um 
it's school time again, but not everybody will be back in school. Some will and some won't. So we'll have families at home. We'll have folk in school. We will be here. And next week, we've got all sorts of things coming. Monday is going to be titled Metaphor Monday. It will be full of metaphors. Tuesday is space. We've got the great James Carter coming back again. A little bit of music there. On Wednesday, we're having another magical Wednesday. On Thursday, folks, it's giants all over again. And Friday, I can't wait for because it is Wolf Boy with Michelle Paver. I know lots of children have had that as a story in school. Wolf Boy, fantastic story. Really looking forward to that. So we have a big packed week, Russell, next week for those who will be in school and those who will be uh, at home. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what people come up with to get the uh, show going from that Padlet, the um, one where you can capture your performance. Excellent. We truly are playing everywhere. Omnipresence is on its way. A couple of shout outs from me. Final ones before we say goodbye to you. Uh, Mrs. Quantrill, thank you so much indeed. What a lovely uh, tweet this morning. Alice was thrilled when her recording of her writing was played on our radio show this morning. This has been a great to see her writing improve after joining in with the show for the past few weeks. Her confidence in her writing has grown too. I can't recommend it enough. Thank you so much indeed. And Frank is also uh, chatting with some of our listeners on Twitter. It's just just amazing. They're talking about writer's block as well. And and Frank is saying, um, uh, I have had writer's block, but only noticed it afterwards. I mean, I had long periods when I really, really hated writing, he's saying here, and easily distracted. And then suddenly your mojo comes back and it's all joy again. It's like when a footy player loses form and then finds it again. And then some exchanges of some words with one of our listeners as well, and then back with him and, and saying, it would be a relief if you knew when you had writer's block and then you could just get up and go and refresh your mind to do something different and i would say that's a good advice there as well ian what have you got for us thank you so much russell indeed eight minutes to 11 now on radioblogging.net and um, i had some shout outs first of all one from sachi returning listener thanks so much for for keeping in touch with us uh loved rachel Orr's song this morning we did as well it really was superb wasn't it um that was actually awesome i think that song is definitely going to be top of the charts by next week we agree and also can't believe that frank cottrell boyce did doctor who yay i like him even more he is just so super talented isn't he He's fabulous. And we've really appreciated Frank giving his time to us this morning for the show. Miss Little, a shout out to Mr. Tudge or his alias Mr. Trudge, who has been stealing his fame and hard work. Thank you, Miss Little. You've been with us right from the very, very beginning. Um, Kitty and Roxy listening in Cromford would like a shout out. There you go. Asa as well. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Good morning to you. Uh, Mrs. Johnston says shout out to the children from ESMS in Edinburgh. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Rowan says good morning to us as well. Uh, And also on the email, Agatha uh, says, hello, I can't wait for Frank Friday. The concept of robots has always scared me and I can't wait to twist into some writing this morning. Always love this show. 17th time listening today. Thank you. And and if shout outs are your thing and you would like to remain connected with the community across the country and also across the world, please do join Russell and myself because we are going to be presenting all request sunday 
which is this Sunday and every Sunday from three o'clock on radioblogging.net. Plenty of good music to listen to, some chat, some uh, some excitement and some fun. Really just a, a light-hearted way to take you through your Sunday afternoon. So we'll be here, we'll be here from three o'clock on Sunday, won't we, Russell? We will indeed, and a good trail, if I do say so myself, Mr. Rocky. Good. So from all the team, everyone, I hope you've had a cracking uh, Easter break, and thank you very much indeed for joining us. When you didn't really have to, and we are very very grateful it's been a great week and we're looking forward to getting back into the swing of things next week on monday do join us at 9 30 but for the moment have a great weekend and a very good and happy wishes from pi corbett deputy mitchell ian rocky and myself russell prue see you again uh, on sunday at three o'clock if you can join us do join us some great music there as well as all requests sunday great music again 9 30 on monday until then have a great weekend and stay safe everyone yo yo what up this is lunch money lewis hey i'm john newman hey what's up this is fergie A children's radio blogging show Broadcast into homes and schools across the world Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky and David Mitchell Live each weekday at 9.30am Online radio live blogging This is radioblogging.net